The successor to the Nintendo Switch and Steam Deck will have a consumer-friendly addition thanks to the EU. Plus, you should probably log into your Ubisoft account if you have purchased games on it. Tonight is July 23rd, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say, uh, even if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So, video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy O'Kay says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. There we go. That's when I'm supposed to hit the button that shows me here on the show. I totally did not hit my stream deck button early. I totally didn't do that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, yet another edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on this Sunday night, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we do tape the show live each and every Sunday night at the uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash network. Come join us. Interact with the show directly. I'll be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. But like I said, we are a podcast, and... Uh, obviously, the podcast comes out a little bit later, uh, but uh, you can join us on our Discord server. Vognetwork.com slash Discord is where you can go to uh, interact with us during the week. Maybe uh, react to old episodes. We'll, we may talk about them on the air, or you can uh, you know suggest topics for uh, the, the future. Um, and, and I will mention, because I, I totally forgot until I looked at the calendar, um, this is a special episode. Like I, I stopped keeping track at this point. Uh, but uh, the first episode of this show, so tonight is July 23rd, 2023. Uh, episode one was on July 24th, 2005. So technically, tomorrow, uh, this show can vote because that's 18 years. So uh, we, we can now vote um, and and uh, because, you know, corporations are people, too. And uh, maybe I'm a corporation. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, so I've been doing this uh, on Sunday nights for 18 years. Uh, you know, give or take every once in a while, there there being a a, a week I'm not on. But um, yeah, this is uh, I don't know what I would do on my Sunday nights. It was kind of weird two weeks ago when I was like not feeling well uh, or I was congested. So I didn't want to do this. But uh, uh, I was like, all right, so what am I going to do? I'm like, I'm sitting here at home on Sunday nights and uh, I wound up actually going to bed early because I was not feeling well. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, big thanks to all of you. There are some people here that were here for the very first, uh, episode that are still here. And there are some people that probably showed up for the first time tonight. So thank you so much. Uh, and big thanks to, um, you know, Rob and the OLR crew, uh, for sticking with me all this time. Uh, we've been kind of orange Sounds radio and my show have been kind of joined at the hip, uh, since about 2006, 2007, something like that. So, you know, about year two for me and, you know, they were already, you know, in high school or whatever, uh, their show, they've been around for a while. Um, but, uh, they're not that old, I promise. Um, but, uh, but it's been, uh, it's, it's been a wild ride. I've been able to do a bunch of interesting things, uh, and be a part of a lot of great things over this time of being a podcaster, uh, and being uh, doing the streaming now, and it's opened up a lot of doors that I've been able to walk through, uh, and some of those are about to happen. So, uh, yeah, so happy birthday to the show. Uh, how am I going to celebrate? I'm going to go to a convention this weekend. Uh, so this weekend is the Southern Fried Gaming Expo, uh, and it is here in Atlanta, and um and uh, it is a pinball and arcade expo here July 28th through 30th at the Renaissance Waverly Hotel and, and the Cobb Galleria Center. Uh, and it is, uh, it, and I, I, we've been a sponsor. Fog Network's been a sponsor for, for many years now. Uh, and they used to start, it used to be the Southern Fried Game Room Expo. But now it is, uh, they, they took out the game room and they called it the gaming, they call it gaming now because they have a big tabletop gaming area. They now have a lot more console games. In fact, it's going to be a much larger console game area than they've ever had in the past. Um, they've got esports tournaments. They've got 
uh, they've got the Vintage Computer Festival. They've got, uh, as well as pinball and arcade games on free play and concerts and everything like that. So uh, it's it's my favorite convention. Um, don't tell Dragon Con that. Uh, but this is my favorite convention. And um, I'm going to be there. And Rob from Orange Orange Radio is flying in uh, for, for this. He's actually getting here in a couple days. Uh, no pressure. It's 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 in a couple days, and uh, we're both going to be guests of the convention, and we're both going to be moderating some uh, or participating in some panels. Rob is moderating a panel uh, with the Nintendo voice actors uh, at one p.m. on Sunday, uh, and these are the voice actors for the video games. So when I say the voice of Bowser, I do not mean Jack Black. I mean uh, the voice of Bowser in the video games, as well as other uh, some of the other villains. And then the voice of Princess Peach in the video games. Uh, once again, not Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, but uh, And then the voice of Rosalina from the video games. Uh, so, And Rob Roberts says, I need to pack. Hey, I need to pack too because I'm staying in a, in a, in a hotel room too uh, down there. Because um, the Braves are playing. The Atlanta Braves Stadium is basically across the street. Now that street is an interstate. But it's still across the street and people... There's a pedestrian bridge, so there's parking over here. So people trying to go to the Braves game are going to try to park in the convention lots. Um, so uh, I, I'm not leaving. I'm going to get my car down there uh, with, with my stuff and my wife's stuff and Rob's stuff. And uh, and we're going to stay there at the hotel and not leave until Sunday. So I got to pack, too. Um, and I got to pack some stuff because we're going to be doing another speedrun exhibition. So I'm not moderating a panel. I'm not on any panels at Southern Fried Gaming Expo, I am uh, going to be hosting, essentially, an exhibition of a live speedrun of Silent Hill Homecoming by An Eternal Enigma. We did this last year with Silent Hill for the Room, uh, and uh, it was it was fun. It was great. It was amazing. Uh, so we're going to be doing it again uh, with Silent Hill Homecoming, which is a much shorter game, so we only have an hour, uh, and it's like a 25-minute speedrun, so we're going to be totally fine. Uh, but it's 10 p.m. on Saturday, which is around the same time as the 90s prom and stuff like that. Um, and uh, Dark Tetsia says, uh, sounds like a blast. I'm sure there's at least one retro YouTuber or otherwise retro-minded person I know online that'll be there. Uh, yes, in fact, like I think a big-name YouTuber is coming for the first time to the show. So everybody's people are really excited about that. Um, there is a panel like about Twitch streaming, uh, but it's by like another group, and it's like just them. Uh, and, and if you're wondering, like, because in the past I've hosted like a Twitch streaming panel in the past there, and there might be this time around too, I don't know, um, like three or four different panels of meet Twitch streamers and there was nothing coalesced and, uh, the panels I would put together would be the ones that would, nobody would attend because they already attended one of the other ones by one of the other groups. So that's why I'm not actually moderating any panels because there was wound up being a lot of overlap. Uh, and not much collaboration. Like, instead of having, like, a super panel with all the Twitch streamers that are there, uh, they basically were like, well, you can have a panel with the people you know, and you can have a panel with the people you know. And so I'm just doing the uh, the, the speed run thing because nobody else is doing that there. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and it's another panel, and I haven't really promoted it because they haven't promoted it, uh, and it's going to be online, and I didn't put it in the show roll. And so it's already going to have happened by the time you hear this podcast, because it is this coming Tuesday night, so July 25th, uh, and it is going to be on the DragonCon Digital Media Tracks Twitch channel, so DC Digital Media Twitch, then it will be up on their YouTube channel. Uh, I am going to be on, a, on an online, a virtual panel uh, with a couple of other people about the history of the podcasting track at DragonCon. So they specifically wanted people who had been around, uh, were probably around when the podcasting track started in 2006, about a year after I started podcasting. And uh, they, they, we've, they've got actually one of the original track directors, Swoopy, who was uh, from uh, one half of the Skepticality podcast, which was a huge podcast uh, back in, you know, 2004, 2005, all the way up until like the early 2010s. Uh, and she and uh, and Derek, who was also on Skepticality, they were the track directors for like six or seven years of the podcasting track. Uh, and then also like somebody else who was one of the podcasters that was with us early on. And I, one of the authors, Scott Siegler, I believe is on, uh, I, I, I believe Scott Siegler is the one that is on, uh, with us to talk about some of the early days of the podcasting track. So I'm there as an old person uh, to to kind of talk about 
what the podcasting track was like because a lot of the people that are at the digital media track at Dragon Con now, they only know what it's been like since like 2017, 2018 when it started being more inclusive of people who weren't just podcasters. So uh, that is going to be this coming Tuesday night uh, over at DC Digital Media, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Tuesday night, July 25th. Uh, and then if you've missed it there, uh, it'll be up on their YouTube channel. And I will link to it probably in our Discord. Uh, I will link to it when uh, when, when it's up there. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And so, like, I, I would not have been able to do any of that if it wasn't for doing this podcast, uh, starting it 18 years ago and still doing it today, uh, because I don't like quitting. So um, that's my story there. So, uh, so yeah, Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Uh, maybe we'll see you there. We do have a conventions channel on uh, on our Discord server at vognetwork.com slash Discord. So that is not for convention news. That's for us to kind of post pictures of the convention to coordinate things at a convention. So if you are going to be there at Southern Fried Gaming Expo and you want to uh, be uh, – and, and you you want to see us, you can actually reach out to us on the Discord. But it's also, it's a small enough convention. There's going to be only like a couple thousand people. Like, it's not huge. This is not a, this is not even like a 10,000 or 15,000 person convention. There's going to be like 3,000 people there the whole weekend, which is still a lot for some people. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, you're going to see us around. It, there's not that much there uh, in terms of floor space. But there's a lot to do. Uh, I usually don't get to do everything I want to do when I'm there. Uh, so it's, it's going to be great. And dark to says, definitely looking forward to a recap in a couple weeks. I mean, you know, I haven't canceled my show for next Sunday yet. Um, so just keep that in mind. Cause I, I, I only live like 20 miles away from where it is and it's going to end at like three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. So, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, and Rob Roberts says, honestly, I plan to be all over that classic gaming room. Yes. And it's going to be interesting to see how it's done this year. Cause, uh, I've, I've posted video and shown video of it in the past, but they've actually doubled the space of their main convention hall. And that's where they're moving the console gaming. Room. So the console gaming, so they actually have a hell of a lot more space for console gaming than they did in the past. So that's going to be, uh, that's going to be interesting to see how they, they work that out. Uh, because they've essentially doubled their floor, floor print this year. Um, so it's going to be great. That's the stuff going on this week. Um, maybe I'll see you there, uh, or I'll see you on YouTube or on Twitch or on our discord. Um, let's talk about some of the stuff this week that I wanted to talk about. And the first thing I want to bring up is, uh, a game that I have talked about many, many times, uh, on this show. And it is not a game that you probably would have heard of as much. Uh, and it is called murder by numbers. Now murder by numbers is, a uh it's a Picross game but it is a visual novel it's actually uh the 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 team that made this went on to make this game called Fall Guys was the next game they made after Murder by Numbers but it's a Picross game that plays like Ace Attorney uh it's Picross but it's got a visual novel like Ace Attorney in fact the music is actually by the same composer who did the Phoenix Wright games uh but it's it is a 90s era visual novel uh, about about a murder, and you are a, a, a '90s era TV detective who becomes a real detective. And it's been a while since I played it, so I don't remember the whole story. Uh, but it's real cute. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, I bought this on Switch when it came out. And uh, but now, if you have Epic Game Store, if you have an Epic Game Store account, you can get this for the low low price of free. Uh, and you can get it until July 27th. And so you can get it on your PC. It is, uh, it is fantastic. It is my favorite Picross game. And I, I, I will gush about it whenever I can. Uh, so much so that I bought the soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, so I actually, and I, I don't know if the vinyl soundtrack is still around. There were only like 12 copies left when I ordered it. Uh, but, uh, I, I bought the soundtrack on vinyl I played through it on the Switch, and now I have it again on Epic Game Store. So it's there. Yes, there's this other game called Elder Scrolls Online that's free on the Epic Game Store this week. But who cares about that? So Murder by Numbers is really the game that you should click and get. Say get. Uh, you don't need to give them any payment information. I don't have in my payment information with Epic. Uh, so I can't actually buy anything off the Epic Game Store, but I can claim those free games. And that is... Uh, that so I, I really highly recommend that even if you've never played Picross before, give it a shot. Uh, I am Picross is my guilty pleasure. 
or nonograms, if you want to call t- call it the non Nintendo branded version. Picross is a Nintendo trademark, uh, so I and I played the literal Picross branded games on Nintendo on the Switch. But nonograms is the generic term. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so uh, give it a shot. Uh, it it may not be your thing. If you do not like nonograms or Picross, you're not going to like number Murder by Numbers. You're not. Uh, but if you like those, it is that it is the best story wrapped around a Picross game that I've played, and I've played a couple of them that have tried to wrap a story around Picross and nonograms, and Murder by Numbers is by far the best one that I have ever played. So. Uh, yeah, so everybody's like, uh, Orange Wright said, thanks for the reminder. Just redeem my copy on Epic Game Store. Keep forgetting about it. And Dark Cs said, yes, I made sure to grab this one when I wrote it was free. And Questbuster says, he already grabbed both. So you got that and Elder Scrolls Online. So I, I would not suggest playing them both at the same time, but you can do you. Uh, so I wanted to mention that. So my gamer ADD hit in, kicked in uh, with on Xbox Game Pass. So I, I love Xbox Game Pass. I think it's the greatest deal in gaming. I know the price is going up, but it's still worth it to me. And uh, I, uh, in the middle of playing Final Fantasy 16, uh, I will say I haven't been playing Final Fantasy 16 because I, I was like one night I was like looking like what's new on Game Pass, and this game showed up, and I was like, oh, I'll try that. And you know, now I don't know how many hours later, uh, I have rolled credits on it, and it was a long time. Like it was one of those games where it's like there's enough gamer ADD in it that. Uh, I look down at my clock and I'm like, oh, I should have gone to bed four hours ago. Oops. Uh, the game is called Arcade Paradise. Now, this game came out last year and uh, it is touted as a business management sim uh, where you're running an arcade. And I will say that is incorrect. It is not a business management sim. It wants to think it is. It is not. It is a collection of minigames. That is literally what it is because you cannot fail the business management sim part of this. Uh, You are essentially tasked with playing video games. Uh, So Arcade Paradise, the the story, there is actually a story, uh, is that you are taking over your father's laundromat and there happens to be an arcade in the back. And you're like, wait a minute, the arcade makes a lot more money. And so you have these arcade games, but every arcade game is playable and they are original uh, games that they have made that are that are based on other things. And so there's some clever things that happen, uh, but there's also many games for loading the laundry and stuff and fl- plunging the toilet and taking out the trash and, and things like that. But, um, but then you're playing... Uh, you play these mini games on these arcade cabinets in order so they make more money. Um, and th- there are some clever ones in there. And and they tout it as like, oh, you know, you, you need to build out your arcade. No, you're you're going to everybody gets the same cabinets at the same time. You put them in 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 an in, in, you can move them around and that's about it. But it's not like you're trying to uh, you, it's not like you're trying to make the best arcade you're going through the story because your father doesn't believe in you and you know so you're trying to do this under your father's nose and as you go through you get you know there there's a little bit more to it there is actually a little bit of a story the the name of your father i think is Gerard and the reason i'm saying that is because the reason he's actually like speaking to you in voicemail instead of uh in, instead of in person is because he's at the Riviera um and uh then he's like yes i'm gerard at the riviera and the achievement pops up and i mean this is a little bit spoiler achievement pops up it's like oh that's where i've heard that voice for from and you look it up and it's doug crockle who is the voice of the witcher um is actually the voice of the father in this um so it's a collection of mini games that uh you have to play them but the business management game is still happening and so the mini games, while they're neat, you're going to get interrupted from them because you're, they're like, oh, the, the, the toilet's backed up. You got to go fix that or your popularity is going to go down or um, the, hot, the, the, uh, the change hopper is full. So you're not going to make any more money or this game is broken down. And so you have to uh, fix the game, which is essentially a mini game in of itself. And I had pulled away from the uh, trailer that I was streaming on Twitch. 
uh, before this, but you actually like flick bugs on a on on a, on a motherboard. Um, so, uh, but the mini games they're fun when you can get into them, and they've got some they've got some clever ones. It, it is from the entire gamut of arcade games, so. It's not a chronological thing because you start off with a game that looks like a 90s Neo Geo match three puzzler. Uh, and then like later on, like one of the last cabinets you get is this game called Shuttlecocks because that's funny. Right. But it's Pong and it literally it looks like Pong. It play, you know, black and white TV, two dials. So it, it's not trying to be like a chronological thing, but they it, and there are some that are fun and the interesting thing about them is that even though they are arcade games they do not play like arcade games in that a lot of them save your progress and so yes you when you step away it goes back to the title screen you can't just pause and say i'll be right back i'm going to go you know empty the hopper of this so i can make more money or kill these bugs and come back you come back to the start but it saved your progress so like any like anything you collected you still have um, so, uh, the, the, it, like there's a shoot 'em up game that's like Gradius and it was one of my favorite ones, but you can get power ups and upgrades. Now, every time you played, you started back at level one, but it kept all your upgrades. So by the end, like you had this super powerful ship that, you know, had homing laser, homing missiles that went everywhere and you had refilled health, uh, you know, regenerative health. So it'd be, the game became really easy at that point. Um, and and so there, there's that, but some of the things you have to do, because it's like, oh, if you do these goals, your game will be more popular, because that's how you make more money, is you play the games, and as you play them, other people will want to play them. It's kind of weird. Um, but some of them are like, yeah, clear all the levels in one go. Well, you can't, because something's going to happen in your arcade that you have to leave and go take care of. So some of the goals I didn't bother trying to, to, to complete... Uh, but they've got, they've got like a shoot 'em up game. Um, one of the ones that was in the trailer that you probably saw, it's a cross between Pac-Man and Grand Theft Auto. And so, yeah, I, I stopped, I paused so you could try to, try to, to, to sink that in have that sink in Pac-Man meets Grand Theft Auto. How it works is you're in a car and you're trying to collect money and the ghosts are all cops and they're trying to, and if you go over a power pellet, you turn into a tank that can run over the cop cars. Now, the difference that they do and the little variation they do is that if the cop gets you, the, your game is not over yet. Now you are outside of your car and you're running and you've got your, uh, your boom box and you're uh, firing notes at the cops on foot, which make them dance. Because obviously they're not going to have you shooting cops with guns in this E-rated game or M uh, T-rated game. I don't know what it's rated. But anyway, so that's what you're doing. But you have to run to another car and then you get to continue. So you don't actually lose the game. If you get caught, then you have to run to another car. So that was kind of neat. Uh, there were some goals that I needed to do that I spent way too much time on that game. But it was also my highest grossing game in the entire arcade. Um, but they've also got some more straightforward, uh, ones. There's a straightforward missile command, uh, r uh, rip off. There's a, a breakout rip off called Barkanoid, B-A-R-K-A-N-O-I-D. And instead of a paddle, it's a dog running around. Um, they have a, uh, a game that's kind of like Outrun. Uh, it, it's, it evokes a lot of Outrun, but you're collecting a uh, little, you're collecting money on the track. And that one is like a big grind fest because that gives you upgrades, but you can only get about like 200 whatever credits each run. And like, yeah, your first upgrade's 50, but then it adds 100 every time for every upgrade. And there's eight upgrades for four things. So like the last upgrade's going to cost you like 850 of these credits and you only get 200 or something. Um, So, so that one I kind of gave up on. Um, there's about 30, 30 to 30 to 35 different arcade games in here that they've made. Um, some you've, some are pastiches of current games. Some aren't, there's like this stacking game where you're stacking crates on other things. And maybe that is an actual game, uh, that where you're matching colors with that, but I hadn't seen it. Uh, so that was kind of new to me, but they have like a bust to move or bubble bobble, 
uh, clone they've got, which was fun, which I enjoyed. Uh, they do finally at the very end give you the Frogger clone. Uh, there's the Streets of Rage uh, send up in there where you're actually you know go right and beat up people. Um, there's uh, there's a Kicks clone with little it's with the with the drawing of the lines and everything. Um, and then they've got like traditional stuff like because you're an arcade, so you've got a darts board and it's got a full dart mini game. It's got full billiards. It's got a foosball table. Uh, it's got whack-a-mole, um, and, uh, and so it's, it kept me entertained just because, like, if I was bored with one minigame, I just left and went to another minigame. Uh, Fifth Remaster, Miss World 97, no, uh, but it plays like that, but it's more like the original kicks. Uh, it's rated T for teen, by the way. Um, so, uh, I enjoyed it, and I am glad that I got it on Game Pass, and um, I, I probably, if I had paid for it, I would have gotten my money out of it with as much as I played it. There actually is even DLC for it, uh, where um, you can actually buy like other mini games, and one of them's like even a pinball game. And they made a Kung Fury cabinet based on the Kung Fury movie. Um, and I got since I'm playing this on Game Pass, I feel kind of weird, and I don't know why. But so far, I feel kind of weird buying DLC for a game I don't own or don't, you know, because this game is not going to be on Game Pass forever. It's eventually going to be delisted off Game Pass. Yes, by the way, there is a Dance Dance Revolution clone, and it's not really that fun. Um, but uh, there, you know, I I feel kind of weird buying DLC for a game that I didn't buy. I, I did not try the pinball game that they made or the Kung Fury tie-in that they did. Uh, Sheridan Matt says, you talk to your sibling over AIM. Yes, they use... It, it's... I think, like, the game says this is 1993, but the video, the, the arcade games are... Some, some are late 90s, you know. Uh, it's It tries to not stick into a time period. And, yes, there's a Palm Pilot, and that's how you... That's your pause screen, and you can see a bunch of stuff. So, it's... Uh, I enjoyed it, and if you have Game Pass, uh, I suggest you you check it out and look at it and see see if it's something for you. And if it's not, it was just on Game Pass, and uh, Starfield comes out next month. Fifth Dream says, DLC for a game you don't own, so the whole uh, PlayStation Plus model. At least, and yes, that's the PlayStation Plus stuff. At least with PlayStation Plus games, I... It will not get removed from my account until I stop paying for PlayStation Plus, at least for the essential titles. Um, Arcade Paradise probably will not be on Game Pass in uh, August of 2024. It will probably get taken off Game Pass in July of 2024, maybe. Uh, A lot of these deals I've seen are for a year, one year. Um, So that's kind of why I'm like, and then I will own this piece of DLC for a game I don't have anymore. Uh, Questor says, some arcades I remember visiting had a mix of super modern cabs and ones from 10 or more years prior, making for a neat range of experiences. Looks for like looks like a neat game. Yes, and that that's what this evokes. It's just, it's kind of interesting. It's like Pong. They were like, oh, the brand new game from blah, blah, blah. And it was Pong. And I'm like, but we've got candy cabs of 90s era Neo Geo games over here. Anyway, let's talk about some of the news that happened this week. Uh, because this one's kind of a PSA. Uh, once again, thanks for, you know, games that you don't own. I'm, and I, I shouldn't say games you own because if you buy a game digitally, technically, and legally, you don't own it. You have the rights to a license for it that can be revoked at any time. And that's the way it's been since digital storefronts really gained traction the whole time. Uh, Steam can take away your library whenever they want. Um, and, and that is what's happening to some people now. Uh, and it's Ubisoft that we're talking about now. PC Gamer reports that a piracy and anti-DRM focused, uh, I, I don't show, I think we can still call it a Twitter account. I haven't checked. Um, I know that we're going to be calling them X accounts at some point very soon. But anyway, this account, PC Enjoyer, uh, Recently shared a screenshot of a Ubisoft support email telling the user that their Ubisoft account had been suspended for inactivity and would be permanently closed after 30 days. Uh, the email provided a link to cancel the move. 
which if I saw that email, I'm like, oh, that's a phishing scam. That's that's a phishing scam. I'm not going to click on that. Uh, except Ubisoft is like, no, 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 that's that's actually correct. And a Ubisoft support account says, quote, you can avoid the account closure by logging into your account within the 30 days since receiving the email pictured and selecting the cancel account closure link contained in the email. We certainly do not want you to lose access to your games or account. So if you have any difficulties logging in, then please complete a support case, create a support case with us, unquote. Um, So there is nothing regarding account closure in the terms of service or the end user license agreement for Ubisoft or Uplay or whatever they call it. But the company does reserve the right to suspend or end services at any time. Um, And uh, there is a page about a support page about the closure of accounts. Uh, and it's, uh, they describe instances where the service clashes with local data privacy laws. It says, quote, we may close long-term inactive accounts to maintain our database. You will be notified by email if we begin the process of closing your inactive account, unquote. Um, and so there's, uh, nobody knows exactly how long. Uh, I think one thing I did read somewhere was that it's about four years of inactivity. So some people were like, oh, if you don't log in every 30 days, you're going to can't. No, 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 no. You have 30 days from when they tell you they're going to in, uh, cancel your account to tell them not to cancel. Uh, but I think it's like four years. If you don't log into your account for four years or play any Ubisoft game that's attached to your account for four years, then they may clear out your data. Log into your Uplay account, even I think if it's just on the website, maybe. If you if you have a Uplay account, especially if you have games on it, because once they delete your account, they delete your account. And even if, uh, even if you bought the game on Steam, if they delete your account, you can no longer play that game that's on Steam. Even though it's still on your Steam account, you can no longer play it. Rob Roberts says, fun fact, since you brought up Game Pass, if you're playing Ubisoft games on PC Game Pass, such as Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you're logged into Ubisoft. Uh, there was even, like, the the, uh, the Nintendo Switch. They did uh, the Ubisoft Uno game as, like, a free weekend. That logs you into Ubisoft. Um, Zen Monkey says, I will cancel them for this nonsense move. I don't think I have anything worth using on that service. And... SJ Renomad says, too bad they can't delete Yves Guillemont for inactivity of caring about employees because he hasn't cared about them for over four years. <laughs> Questbuster says, if I remember what I've read, Ubisoft's going through this because of the GDPR in Europe. Valve was interviewed and said they have no such rules in place. Um, so log into your account. Like, just, just log in, say, hey, I'm here. Woo, I guess, if, if you have stuff bought. If you don't have anything bought or attached to it, then uh, don't worry about it. Or if you don't care about what you have bought or attached to it, then don't worry about it. Fifth Dream uh, says uh, you play uh, that they played uh, Assassin's Creed Origins for three hours about ten months ago. So you're good. You're good for three more years. You're good. You're good for three more years. Uh, and so we're blaming the GDPR. We're blaming the European Union for that. Well, why don't we blame them for this, too, uh, for making things better for us as consumers? Uh, the companies don't think this is better for them, but the, for the consumers, this is better. Eurogamer reports that new handheld gaming consoles, such as future versions of the Nintendo Switch and Steam Deck, will need to have replaceable batteries by 2027. This comes as part of new regulation laid out uh, by the Council of the European Union, which aims to regulate the entire life cycle of batteries to ensure that they are safe, sustainable, and competitive. The idea is batteries are easier to replace and recycle with a guarantee that portable batteries incorporated into appliances should be removable and replaceable by the end user within new devices from 2027 onwards. This regulation, uh, the regulation says this time frame gives sufficient time for operators to adapt the design of their products to this requirement, calling it an important provision for consumers. So uh, while handheld gaming devices are not mentioned specifically in this documentation, it's really about mobile phones. An EU representative confirmed to uh, Eurogamer that the batteries of gaming handhelds are covered by the batteries and waste batteries regulation. 
Uh, further documentation stated a portable battery shall be considered readily removable by the end user where it can be removed from a product with the use of commercially available tools without requiring the use of specialized tools unless provided free of charge with the product. So they're talking about like it needs to be a standard Phillips head screw that holds it that holds the cover in place. It can't be like a, a T2 screw or whatever, you know, that some people have to get into consoles. It has to be, you know, easy for a layperson with the tools that they most likely have already in their tool chest to be able to remove the battery from a mobile phone is really what they were going after. They're really going after iPhones and, and Android devices. But the Switch is also part of this. Uh, Teresa Ribeira, Spanish Minister for the Ecological Transition, said of the new regulation, quote, Batteries are key to the decarbonization process and the EU shift towards zero emission modes of transport. At the same time, end-of-life batteries contain many valuable resources, and we must be able to reuse those critical raw materials instead of relying on a third country, uh, third world third world countries for supplies. The new rules will promote the competitiveness of European industry and ensure new batteries are sustainable and contribute to the green transition, unquote. So um, the European Commission also uh, last year uh, said that all electronic devices sold in the EU will need to use USB Type-C for charging by the uh, by autumn of 2024 with the aim to reduce electronic waste and be more consumer-friendly by just having one common charger. Apple has went on to confirm that the iPhone will be getting that USB-C cable port in, a current, in accordance with the European Commission's upcoming mandate, even though it is not happy about it. Of course they're not. Uh, in October of last year, Apple's senior VP of Worldwide Marketing, Doug uh, Greg Joswiak, Joswiak, said, quote, Obviously, we'll have to comply. We have no choice. I don't mind governments telling us what they want uh, to accomplish, but usually we've got some pretty smart engineers to figure out the best ways to accomplish them, unquote. So Apple's like, well, we're going to comply, but our engineers know better. And, you know, if we want our proprietary lightning connector to be that, uh, that is what our engineer says is the best thing. Why am I bringing this up, even though most of you are probably in the United States and most of you do not live in the EU? Because there is no way Nintendo, when they make the Switch successor, there is no way that Nintendo is going to release one Switch in North America and Japan and a completely different Switch with a removable battery in the European Union. They're not going to do that. They're, we're now in a global production. Uh, the hardware is the same. There's region locks that are software-based, but the hardware nowadays is the same. Um, and so they're not going to have two completely different designs, uh, to ju one for the EU and one for the rest of the world. Same with the phones, uh, here in the U S you know, that you're starting in 2027, you're going to buy phones that once again, have removable batteries like we used to have back in the two thousands, back before the iPhone, we had removable batteries. And even, I think like it wasn't until I moved over to the Androids, I think, is when I lost my removable battery. I think this is good, uh, you know, very pro-consumer. I liked being able to change out the battery in my in mobile phones back in the 2000s. That meant that if my battery was dying, I could have a separate battery that was charged, pop out the old one, pop in the new one. I was golden. Um, the engineers will tell you this makes the phone less waterproof. Uh, so don't drop it in water. Uh, Tiger Claw says the inclusion of a removable battery will make the console a bit bulky because typically handheld devices uh, would use thinner batteries. Uh, and, and yes, they're going to have to redesign the console to work with this regulation. And they're going to have to redesign the console to be able to handle that added bulk for the battery. So that's up to the engineers to figure that out. We are now going to figure out a quick music break. And then uh, we'll talk more about uh, other stuff. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show or in the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. You're listening to the Bobby Blackwell Show. Woohoo! It's a number one. Not one of the Nintendo voice actors that's going to be at Southern Fright Gaming Expo 
Uh, but um, they may have stories about them. I don't know if you, I don't know if they've even worked together. Maybe that's a question for Rob when he hosts that panel. Hey, did you ever actually have like a live session with Charles Martinet when you were Bowser or Peach or Rosalina? Because he's going to be talking to them at Southern Fried Gaming Expo this coming weekend, July 28th through 30th at the uh, Cobb Galleria Center and Renaissance Waverly Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, if you want to leave a bumper, you do not need to be a voice of Nintendo. Uh, and um, I don't pay, so you know. But but if you're if you're striking, if you're SAG after and you're striking, don't do, do don't give me a bumper right now. Um, but uh, if you're not an actor like most of us, uh, and you want to leave bumpers that uh, aren't eighteen years old, like some of these, that bumper is about that was E three two thousand six, so that is almost as old as this podcast. But it's it's not as old as this podcast. Um. Then uh, all you got to do is contact me on our social media. So we are on Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. That is, uh, and contact me there. And uh, I need be either an audio file of just your voice or a video of just your voice if you want to do that. Uh, and uh, saying that you're coming back to the Bobby Blackwell show. Uh, so that would that's 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 how you can be a part of the show there. Uh, so um, I don't see anybody in the green room. Uh, I didn't really ask for people to be in the green room, but we are running a little behind. We did start a little bit late tonight again uh, by about like three or four minutes. So we're going to blow right past that. And coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash vlog network is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And we like to check in with them and see what's going on and see if he's he's started packing yet uh, or anything like that. Sacramento, are you there? I am here, Bobby. How are you? Uh, I am good. I also have not started packing yet, so don't (laughs) feel bad. I guess I still have a few days for what it's worth, yes. so that's the good news. Yeah, yeah, I haven't even done the laundry yet or anything like that. So <laughs> me I've, neither. I've got to get that, and and I've got like a packed week of stuff um, yeah. going on, like leading up to this. So it's like we guys, I've got the thing Tuesday night with DragonCon. Mm-hmm. I'm going downtown for an event Wednesday night uh, for 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 sports ball on Wednesday night, and then you know Thursday night you're going to be here, and then you know mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and stuff. So I got to find the time to do that, but we have been working on the house, so it's going to be ready for you. Although oh. your, your sign is still up on the arcade, so you can't go in there. Ah, uh, bummer. Cause the, the sign says you're banned till dragon con. <laughs> I'll sneak in. So are you excited though, about coming out to your first Southern fried gaming expo after hearing me talk, you know, brag about it for like 10 years now? No. No, you're not. Of course, okay. Of course, of course All right. I well, am. anyway, yeah. Orange Sons Radio is up next. Thanks so much, everybody. No, stop it. Of course I am. Of course, yeah. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot about it from you over the years, and uh, I, I've always enjoyed. There's a very, very similar show out here called California Extreme. Mm-hmm. That I haven't been to for a few years that I've always really enjoyed. Um, and, you know, hearing that the show has kind of expanded a little bit this year, I think sounds really exciting. Um, I can't wait to spend some time in the classic console room myself. Uh, maybe I'll find myself a copy of The Guardian Legend and go to town uh maybe the uh retro uh computing area as well looks like a lot of fun could yeah. be a, a great tri- trip down memory lane so um yeah no, I, I i am legit excited and of course the honor of hosting the panel with uh, some of the big names that they yeah. have there is uh really awesome so i'm really looking forward to that It'll yeah and every, every time i bring it up it's like oh my gosh jack black i'm like no i'm tired of people making that joke but also <laughs> if it was jack black no i would not have let you host it i would have taken it <laughs> I would have pulled my sponsor card and been like, "No, I'm the one. I've been here." But uh, but no that that's gonna that's gonna be a lot of fun. And usually they're gonna be there all weekend because uh, there's usually not that many guests, so like they're very approachable during the weekend. Yeah, and so, like because I think like there's them and then like one of the hosts of Nick Arcade. Yeah, is um, is gonna be there. Yeah, yeah, and like that's it. Like so, like last year there were like three main guests. It was like the 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 dude who did the voiceovers for NBA Jam, uh, the the Boom Shakalaka and from downtown and all that. And um, oh god, and I'm I'm blanking on his name now, but the guy that created Qbert, um, you know. Oh. So, uh, and I got to talk to them and meet them and stuff like that. So, uh, they they're they're just there, and it's a small enough convention. Uh, they actually had um, in pre- one of the previous years. They had the actress, and as much as I love Tron, I don't remember her name. But the main actress from the original movie, from the nineteen eighty two Tron, she was there. Uh, and then one of the other, it was uh, the actor who was the lead of the last Starfighter, 
who's actually like oh. the last Starfighter guy. Um, so it's fun. And then there's the guy that's been there a couple times that uh, you know I got written about in Variety, but he's not there. He's, he's not there. <laughs> he's sitting there. out this year. Uh, they're they're not inviting him back. I that's, see. Yeah, Pro- probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. probably for the best. Um, I have a. That's one of the bumpers I can't play anymore because I have a bumper from from him, and I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't play that one anymore. Dark Tetsuya says California Extreme would probably be the closest thing. I will say be, before, like, and if just in case there's like any East Coast West Coast beef. Uh, California Extreme is the granddaddy of all of these, and they're just hoping to be at the level of uh, California Extreme. Like California Extreme was a huge inspiration. They're like, we should do this on the East Coast, and that's where some of these came from. But like, every every organizer of one of these will say, "Oh, California Extreme was the granddaddy, and California Extreme is the OG, and California Extreme is really the mecca." Uh, this is just this is our uh, you know Southern flavor. Of and to be Extreme. fair, the the same hotel that hosts California Extreme now also hosts on a different weekend Mag West. So, okay, you know. Well, and this is ways. this is the same hotel that hosts Anime Week in Atlanta. Ah, so that this is so there's an anime convention already there. Uh, Tiger Claw says Lance Guest. Yes, Lance Guest was the last Starfighter uh, person, uh, and and so yes, yeah, so he was a he was a guest one year. Um, so they've they've done some, they've gotten some really good stuff going on and then like they have like guests like luminaries from the pinball world which mm-hmm. i don't even know but like you know people like steve ritchie have been at this convention before and i like I, I forget they i think they do have like a big name like one of the big pinball legends designer is here and i just don't remember who it is right now i should check the app and look but you know it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm, I'm looking forward to you uh being here making you come out here twice in a five-week span I know it's going to be great because Dragon Con is I just agree around to the corner. Now, no, it'll yeah. be fun. I'm I'm excited for both you, conventions. You wanted this. You wanted this. I, I just did, yeah. I just offered. <laughs> um, so are you finally? Are you going to pick up Murder by Numbers? Because I think you were the one that I I wouldn't known if you hadn't posted it. In, yeah, in the Discord. I picked it up as soon as I posted about that yeah. in Discord. I I was I actually I had just went out to the store out of curiosity because I was like, I thought I heard there were going to be two games free this week. I wonder what they are. And then I saw that and I was like, why does this sound familiar? And then I was looking at the screenshots. I was like, oh, it's Cross. This was the one Bobby was talking yeah. about a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it's, I think it's fantastic. It's not going to be for everybody though. Like, because I know some people have said, I don't like Cross, so am I going to like this? And I'm like, no, oh, yeah. you are not. <laughs> no, not if Cross is pretty much the core of the game yeah. yes so um and the story's nice but it's not enough to like if you hate the gameplay it's not enough to make you push through it so yeah um so what else are you going to be talking about on orange lounge radio tonight well uh diablo 4 which is a game i play a lot had a very controversial patch that was released this week and uh, this is one of those things where it's not really just about the game Diablo itself, but about the interesting way the community's kind of responded to this very negatively uh, and sort of the counter response from Blizzard on this. So we'll dive into that a little bit because I, I think the whole thing is very interesting. Also, um, I think this news was late breaking, but we'll get into it a little more about Xbox Live Gold is actually mm-hmm. going to be sunsetting away after 18 years and being replaced with the Game Pass Core. So we'll talk a little more about the details on that as it was announced by Microsoft this week as well. Yeah, and so I'm glad that you brought up the Diablo 4 because I'm definitely going to be listening because as someone who played the beta, mm-hmm. but I have not picked up the actual game yet, I'm trying to figure out what the actual problem is that people have with the patch. And, like, what does it mean? As somebody who played the first beta, the first open beta up to 20, so if I ever did get the game, I get the little wolf, the little pet, or the, the little sleeping wolf thing. Um, you know, what what actually changed in the patch or is it something like I wouldn't recognize? Like, as usual, it is not as bad as some people are making it out to be. And we'll uh, get into all that shortly. All right. Orange Lounge Radio is up next and uh, I will also see you uh, in a couple days. So um, I better get started packing and see you soon. Orange Lounge Radio is up next. Thanks so much. Thanks as always, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. Um, there will be something going on next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash VOG Network. What that is, I actually don't know. Uh, there's going to be something. So tune in, find out. Orange Lounge Radio is not going to be on next Sunday night. 
But uh, tune in and find something will happen. Something will happen. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's going to be on the podcast feed or not. Go to our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord, and you'll be able to find more information about that and what you can, uh, what, what you may be able to expect. Um, I am on social medias at, at Bobby Blackwolf, but I've got to admit I'm not actually posting on any of them because I don't know where to post. Uh, there's so many now, and there's so many changes, and I feel really bad for people whose job is social media manager because things are changing every single week. And it's it's really it's really weird, um, you know the the landscape. And I, I feel for anybody whose job literally revolves around social media, because we don't know what things are going to be like next week, and then next week we won't know what things are going to be like the week after. And it's uh, if if you have any social media manager friends in your life, send them like a, a nice cat video or just something. Make them make them smile because I got to say, for them, work is not smiley. But anyway, we are here on Twitch and we're on Discord. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody. But it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make this work without people who go above and beyond uh, than just being here. You being here, that's really all we ask. But I want to thank Fifth Dream for the resubscription. Mike Deft for the resubscription, 55 months and counting. Thank you so much for that. And Orange Wright with the resubscription. Thank you so much. Resubscribing to our Twitch channel means you get to see our VODs. And by the way, uh, I didn't mention this, but I finally, after about almost a year, got Twitch to rechange uh, change our uh, expiration because for some reason in September of last year, all of our videos were expiring after seven days instead of 14 days. And as affiliates on Twitch, they're supposed to take for, they're supposed to stay for 14 days. And we were at seven days. And I finally got a human at Twitch support to look at our account. They're like, oh, yeah, that's a bug. We refreshed your account. So now they, they expire in 14 days again. Uh, so now we have 14 days to archive them instead of the seven. And that's why we, there was some stuff that was lost. But anyway... Thank you, Twitch support, for finally getting a human on my case email for after, you know, 11 months. Anyway, uh, I'm going to hit the button. And uh, so Southern Fright Gaming Expo, I will see you, hopefully, maybe, if you're there. If not, I'll see you next Sunday night, and you'll hear about Southern Fright Gaming Expo. But take care of yourself. Try to stay cool in this heat. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.